Welcome to another episode of Parts Now Known, Paraguay. We thought it was going to be Uruguay. We were wrong. It was Paraguay. Uh, episode three of season four. Are there any other guays? Those are the two guays, right? There's not another country with a guay. No, I mean, technically, like, Guam has that, but it doesn't really fit. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Sorry. I just thought I'd step all over your <laughs> intro with something completely pointless. <laughs> no, I mean, that was it. <laughs> I, I don't know how much you knew about Paraguay before this. I don't really, like, I didn't really know anything. Like, I never learned anything in history class about Paraguay at all. You know, I never knew it was this big of, like, a Nazi haven after World War II. I always thought that was Argentina. That shocked me, too. And I've apparently seen this episode. I swear I have, but... I've seen it, too, but I don't remember anything. Yeah, like I always, so with the Nazi thing, I always think of Argentina. So when they were doing all of that, I was like, wait, what? And then you learn that the guy that came to power, because I remember they started talking about the, was it Strassner? Is that how you say it? Uh, which dictator are you on? The Strassner, the one that used the tra- the SS trained like troops and was like throwing people out of helicopters and whatnot and had the German name. Yeah, Alfredo Strassner, he ruled until 1989, uh, used SS-trained secret police to dispatch dissidents, one in four residents informed on their countrymen under his rule. Yes, snitching culture is is really fun for dictators. They love that. Could we say that that was one of the first times of cancel culture being <laughs> implemented into? Yeah, I don't know. The Russians were pretty good at it. Yeah, I know. I mean, basically any dictatorship like you said is yeah snitch heavy do that yeah that's why the streets know i mean they're really just fighting communism if you watch the first 48 so that's something to think about is that show even still on i have no clue i'm sure it is i don't know a lot of cop shows got canceled the whole thing last summer so yeah can we have those back now i think cops is back but like live pd i don't think it's coming back why not? Live PD was like... Uh, I think there was a few more like things that they had kind of happening besides... like I think there was some like wrong arrests and stuff that they like broadcast, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a problem. There's just this lawyer sitting there watching like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> I don't know if uh, America's Most Wanted if they're doing that again. Is that guy still alive? What does this have to do with Paraguay? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I know it's a set of brothers. I don't know if that guy still is. I don't think so. Didn't he start the whole thing because like his kid got killed or kidnapped or something? Yes. Something really bad happened to him. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what. Yeah. His son. And that's how like America's Most Wanted started. I was trying to find the person that did that. But back to Paraguay. I mean, I, there's so much like I just didn't know. Like I didn't know the capital city, which is... Asuncion. No idea that that was the capital. That was on a quiz. Wouldn't have got it. Yeah. Didn't even know where it was. I didn't. I'm, I had to look it up just now. Thousand miles up the river from the Atlantic Ocean is kind of what they said. But yeah, the Nazi haven thing, like, like you said, like always thought Argentina. You know, that was like what you're always to believe is that so many escaped to like Argentina and, you know, they took the gold and all that stuff. The, the Nazi gold train, that's always a fun one. You, do you know about that? Like a conspiracy theory? 
kind of like the theory is that like all the stuff that the Nazis looted from like France and everybody else, um, kind of towards like the end of World War II, they put it all on this train, and then like depending on the con- theory, it's like they either sent it up through like kind of like Norway and got it on a boat and sent it across like Argentina, or they buried it somewhere in like some mountain region in like Poland. So supposedly, you know, there's this big train full of all this artwork and gold and stuff. Oh, uh, you know what? You know what? I feel like I have heard something about that now that you like talk through it. I feel like I have heard something like that. There was a couple guys like, I think it was like last year, maybe a year and a half ago that said that they found it. Like they were doing like x-rays of the ground in like Poland. And the thing, I mean, the x-ray did look like it was a shape of a train, but then, then it was like, they weren't allowed to go down there, like try and like, dig in to see if anything was there and then just like two months later it was like yeah it's not the train i'm just like oh, oh interesting okay. yeah yeah what is it a nuclear bomb or something <laughs> like from the russia no, it's, uh, it's nothing wink wink right. yeah nothing to see here i don't know so paraguay looked really hot like it just looked really hot really humid it, i mean it's a desert in a jungle apparently yeah it looked borderline miserable. Yeah, you just don't know anything really about it. They said it's a mix of a desert and a jungle. There's only like a few large cities. Only 6 million people in the country total, which is not that many. No, it's like Ohio, right? Uh, I think we have like 10. Oh, okay. So it's even smaller. It's a 6 million state. Probably Arizona. Now Arizona's definitely got more than that. Are you talking like documented people? I'm sorry, you broke up there for a second. <laughs> I didn't, uh... Six million would be like what? Yeah, Arizona's got seven. So slightly bigger. I thought Arizona had more than that. Um, like Missouri, maybe? I don't know. Ooh, that's a that's a strong pull. I feel like that could be right. But that might be really big too. Well, I've got... Uh... got two big cities, but... That's a whole lot of nothing in between. I've driven through that state. There's not much to look at. Okay. Uh, Missouri is perfect. It's the closest. 6.011. All right. So it's Missouri. Yeah. South pull. America. It's South, South America's Missouri. <laughs> there you go. It's in the middle of the, con- uh, middle of the continent. You Put know? that on a banner. Send it to them. Yeah. There wasn't like... I mean, there was some food stuff, but it wasn't a whole lot of food. It was a lot of... Him kind of trying to find out what happened to like his great, great, great grandfather, which was on his, I believe his father's side, who I guess he immigrated from France to Paraguay. And then, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the episode, kind of at the end, they come up with, he was either a hat merchant or like he made hats. But there's also like another document that says like he might have been like uh, transporting fireworks and they're alluding to the fireworks being like a cover for potentially like different weaponry because Paraguay was getting ready for a war roughly around the, the time that he died. Like a couple years, he died a couple years before whatever that war was that they entered. Um that's kind of where, you know, they couldn't really find his grave, probably buried under like a bunch of other graves. Um, it's pretty much kind of what happened to his, to his grandfather. 
So that's kind of like in the background and that's kind of why he goes there. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how like serious he was about it. Just seemed like he was like, yeah, I'd like to find this information out, but if I don't, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems just kind of for plot, right? Yeah. It was kind of like the reason for the trip and, you know, he met up with uh, a few different people. That German guy that he met up with sounds like every time he spoke, it sounded like John Malkovich to me. You know who else he sounded like to me was uh, his Russian friend, Boris or whatever. Oh, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He popped up once already in the Russia episode, blanking on his name. Yeah, but anyway, he'd like if he was if you weren't looking at him, the voice hit me like that too. But yeah, I get the John Malkovich from like Rounders. Heard uh, what's that that Mark Wahlberg movie? He tried to do like a New Orleans accent, the oil rig one. So I haven't seen. I, I think it's seen called that. like Deepwater Wait, Horizon or whatever. Wahlberg did a New Orleans accent? No, no, no. Malkovich tried to do a New uh, Orleans accent. It's not great. That's a tough accent. That's like up there. I bet like people from Louisiana are the same way that like people from Massachusetts are, where it's just like, no, that's not how we talk. Like everybody does it wrong, you know? Yeah, because it's not every word. It's a t- I'm just saying they're both hard to do. Yeah. 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 Like that's the th- always the thing with like the Boston accent when people do it. It's like it's not, it's not every word. Yeah. Like you don't incorporate it. I think the toughest one though is probably there's like, there's a Rhode Island accent. There's a Pennsylvania one. There's a Baltimore one, but I think the Rhode Island one's hard. There's two Pennsylvania accents, right? I mean, there's, you got like the Yenzer Pittsburgh one, and then you got the Philly where you like, you swallow your A's, you know, like you do that whole thing that almost goes into, <laughs> yeah. in, into Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then like the Pittsburgh ones really, it's like, nah, I can't even, I just always think of the announcer for uh, the Steelers, like the way that guy used to talk. But um, anyway, yeah, I guess you're right. Like there wasn't a ton about, like it was a fun episode to watch. It was kind of like a history episode almost. Cause you don't learn anything about Paraguay at all, at least in the U S like even when you cover South America briefly, I mean, it's pretty much Brazil Venezuela, Colombia, and then, like I mean, they don't even really touch on like Peru. I'm trying to remember back. Chile, no one really talks about. Argentina here, there, but yeah. So I mean, and like Paraguay is basically from you know when they go through like all the history of all the dictators and stuff. It's pretty much just uh, like here was this just barren land that nobody wanted, and so everybody kept trying to build like a utopia. It's kind of the vibe that I got. Yeah, no, that does make sense. The uh, the history of dictators, which I couldn't even really follow, like it's just insane that it's just over and over and over and over again. Yeah, so it's basically like it starts in like 1811, and that was like the first dictator. They said it was this guy, Jose Gaspar Rodriguez de Francia, and he basically just declared himself El Supremo for life. He's just like, yeah. I'm a president for life. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. And then, because he, but it's really weird because he insisted that Paraguay become a mixed race society. So he forbid marrying between same races. So that's why, like, I guess they were saying at the time of filming, 95% of Paraguayans are of mixed Spanish and Paraguayan blood. Okay. 
I don't know. Like that's usually it's the other way. Usually it's like, we only want one race, you know? Yeah. That is weird. And you have, and you have genocide, whether it's, you know, Africa or Nazis, whatever. Yeah. It's very strange that this one was the opposite way where it was, you know, you have to like, you know, intermingle or whatever with the other race it was that kind of like blew my mind. It was like, Oh, somebody just tried the opposite way. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I, that's hilarious that I didn't even pick up on that. So good job out of me. Um, but yeah, that's never how it works. Then like, so that was him. And then they wound up having, uh, I think the guy after that is the senior Lopez. Because then his son takes over. Um, the senior guy was just kind of like your standard dictator, it sounded like. Like he might shoot you if you got the wrong stamp on a letter they were talking about when they were in that market. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, because I guess he invited a bunch of foreigners to settle in the country, help build the first railway. Um, and his son was just kind of a fuck up, apparently. And he sent him off to Europe to get like weapons and machinery. And he came back with a mistress, apparently. What <laughs> it was the like fuck? story that they gave that uh, Madame Eliza Lynch, a lady who was apparently already married. I don't remember if she was married to an Irish doctor or if she was the daughter of an Irish doctor, but um, so he like basically brings her back to the country. His dad's mad and basically is like, no, this, like you're still married to whoever he was already married to or whatever. Then eventually I think like his dad dies. So the junior Lopez takes over and I guess he's just a real giant asshole. Um, <laughs> Basically becomes president. He had his brothers tortured and killed. He has mother beaten. His sister was jailed. And they said tiger cages was, I think, what they said. And like this dude thought he could marry apparently the daughter of the emperor of Brazil. So that's, and the emperor of Brazil was like, no, bro, not happening. <laughs> and that, then he declared war on Uruguay, Brazil, and Argentina all at the same time. Not exactly a smart move there. And then he got hundreds of thousands of people killed. Apparently, like uh, children were later used when they ran out of like men. Sixty percent of the population and ninety percent of the men were killed during that uh, that war. I think they called it like the Triangle War or something like that. So yeah, they only had like forty to fifty thousand people survive after that war. So there's like nothing there for like a hundred years. And his dad died right before that, right? Or just dad? His uh, great 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 whatever granddad. Yeah, right before that, yeah, that was because uh, his Bourdain's grandfather died 1858, so like two years before the war, give or take. Otherwise, he probably would have been in the war and been killed, most likely. That had, dude, I can't even imagine like a war on three fronts against yeah, three. It's advisable. Yeah, like it's just, I mean, insane. This is off topic, but like, how, what was like, maybe I looked at my phone or something, but like all of a sudden I look up and there's just a guy trying to sell him a shotgun. And this is like later in the episode, but they just, he just pulls up to the boat and he's just like, Hey man, you want a shotgun? And it's like, what? Yeah. So like, they're trying to go find this, like this new Bordeaux settlement that apparently happened. And I think that was during the time of the, the senior Lopez dictator. And so they're taking this boat up the river and I guess once you get like outside the city, they were saying um, it's just a whole mix of like 
kind of like, like farmers and Mennonites. They said Europeans, different tribes of indigenous people, all this stuff. And so they're going up, you know, to find like where this settlement is. I guess it's probably the fastest way to get there instead of by like road or whatever now up the Paraguay River. And yeah, it's just a dude in a boat. Just like got shotguns on the cheap. Just like you want to buy a shotgun. You might need it. Because I guess like crime, you know, the German guy was saying too when he first met up with him, like that he got like held up at gunpoint like a couple days ago. Yeah, he did say that. Like, because uh, that's when he's talking about like all I hear about it is that it's dangerous. Like it's just, there's been hundreds of years of unrest. And I was expecting the German guy to be like, uh, it's not that bad. He's like, nah, I got a 45 held to my head the other week. And uh, yeah. that's okay. pretty normal. And you're like, holy shit. Okay. Right. Like sometimes a place does live up to its reputation, you know? It's also usually the, like people try and sugarcoat it when they're on like, like if you went into Brazil, like everybody knows like, you know, Brazil, like there's parts of Brazil that are just dangerous, like the favelas and stuff like that. It'd be like talking to somebody at the favelas and be like, yeah, it's not that bad. You can walk through during the daytime or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, right. This guy was just like, no, 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 no. Like this, I like it here, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not the safest place for people to come visit. I don't even know like how much tourism they even have. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to step on one of our categories, but I'm going to step on one of our categories. I don't know. I mean, I can't think of a reason why I go. Yeah, unless you're trying to go to like every country in South America or something. Like just to do it? Yeah, just to, and that was like the last one. Because that really is the only one where it just seems like there's not much going on. Yeah. Because, I mean, they all raise, apparently they all, like, raise, like, cattle. That's, like, the big thing. So that would be one of the things. Like, a lot of the food they ate did look good. Um, It's none of it was, like, like, they, I don't even know. There was nothing fancy in this episode, right? Like, usually they find one kind of like this chef came from another country and he's doing this cool thing, but there was none of that. No. And I'm kind of glad, like, even if they kind of found somebody that could do that, like it was with the, the India episode and they, they would just wind up going to some like old hotel that's like still running and it'd just be this old school stuffy thing. Yeah. Like my, my meal in new Orleans that I had at one time, Antoine's or whatever it was. It's just like, yeah, I mean, you guys have been around forever, but, you know, let's let's update this a little bit, you know? That's, yeah, that's the weird. I mean, I've never been to New Orleans, and I have mixed feelings on going just because, like, a lot of people just don't like it. Like, I didn't like it. And it seems like it's really a either you love it or you don't. There's no in-between. Yeah. Um, I mean, because I talked to people, so I didn't love it. You know, I thought it was fine, but it was like, I went there, it was hot, smelled like horse shit and piss. And I thought the food was overrated. So I also think that if I went back with someone that like, you know, it's like anytime you go to a place first and you don't know enough about it, like it's easy to get sucked into the wrong stuff. And I was there for a bachelor party and I was in my mid twenties. Like, so I would have a totally different trip now. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would be that. I'd go to Turkey and the Wolf. I know that. I don't know where else I would go though. Uh, isn't like there's this guy. What's his name? He's on Top Chef. Uh, Isaac Toops. I think he has a restaurant that's pretty good. It's supposed to be pretty good. 
like i don't think i would go to like commander's palace i know it's like this institution that's been around for years but it's like i don't know is the food really good or are you just going because it's been around for 50 years kind of thing you know yeah um yeah i think there's like some some really good places in new orleans but it definitely seems like you probably have to work a little bit harder to find them because some of the obvious ones I think are probably not as good as they're alluded to be, but I don't know. I could be way off. I've never been there. So, but I think I've, out of the people that I know that have actually been in new Orleans, overwhelming majority is like, I didn't like it. That makes me feel better. But then I, I like talk to people that absolutely love it. Um, but it's, it, you know, certain people like different kinds of things, you know, I, I don't think I would like going to Paraguay. I mean, maybe I would, but I, that would be a trip where it's like, and you know, I'm hopefully Katie can't hear this, but you know, like I would want like someone, like I would need a tour guide for that because like, there's nothing I know about it. Like I would have to, like, it would just be like, I don't know. One of our family members suddenly marries some dude from Paraguay and it's like, Hey, come stay with us for a week. And then I'd be like, okay, sure. Tell me all about it. You know, but like, I can't imagine just like getting off the plane there and being like, so we're going to go see this museum. You know what I mean? Like what? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I just don't get the impression that even like the capital city, that there was a whole lot to see and do, which is probably why they had to build this episode around him trying to find some family lineage. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And it, yeah, it makes you wonder, I guess they kind of just have to go everywhere at some point. Right. You can't just go to France 15 times, but you can try. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of places that I think he had been to multiple times and I, I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of places that were still kind of left on the list that he had never been to that would have been new, but it definitely, you know, a bunch of places in Africa, but there's some of that place, some of those places you're just, you basically are just not allowed to go as an American. Right. Like, I mean, when, when he did the Congo episode, like he'd been trying to do that for years he could never do it because the, the militias were always in the wrong spot or too violent at the time. Every time he got like close to getting approved to do it, you know, I mean, North Korea, obviously that's not, people go there, but it's not advisable. Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm not going to go. Plus you have to sneak in through China. That's just weird as it is. Well, I think also like, um, isn't like Papua New Guinea is like not super safe. I think, I think it's like, it, it has all these great like coral reefs for like scuba diving and stuff. But apparently I think like a good chunk of the country is like travel warning or something. I think, I mean, it could be way off. I don't know. I don't want to speak ill of the Papua New Guineans, but yeah, let's check that out. Papua New Guinea. I don't know what you come up with. Safety. Yeah. Travel advisory on state.gov. So exercise, increased caution. Crime, civil unrest, health concerns, natural disasters, and kidnapping. Yeah, I think they also have a volcano that's constantly like erupting too over there, I think. Is that a problem? Yeah, it can be. Kind of time. All right. So as far as like food goes, I know this wasn't like food centric. Um, but is there anything that like stood out to you more than than anything else in this episode? Yeah, so we can kind of run through it. Let me scroll back here. So the first place they go to is like this Lido bar place. That's where he meets up with the, the German guy. Uh, they have empanadas de carne, dough, dough beef, 
hard cooked egg, onion, deep fried. Oh, that's when he actually talked with that private investigator, not the German guy. I got that mixed up. Let's see. Where else did they go? He wound up having rice, fried beef, egg on top, then bori bori soup, which was like corn balls. Yeah, the bori bori soup looked really good. Yeah. And that's when he's eating with the German. Uh, then they go to the market, that like large market that they go to, and catfish soup, gnocchi, and stew. And also what seemed to basically amount to is cornbread. They called it like corn cake. Yeah, it looked, and he was like, it's cheesy cornbread. They were talking about how corn soup came to be because the one dictator really liked it. I think it was the older Lopez. Uh, they had fish on the boat, Dorado and catfish, I guess are the two most popular fishes. And they were going up to that new settlement. But that was, I mean, pretty much just grilled, roasted fish. Because he said like, that one fish that they had, it was 14 kilos, so it was worth half a month's salary. That's insane. It's not like tuna. <laughs> like, you know, like you always hear about like tuna being worth a ton of money. But like, so what was this fish? I believe it was a Dorado. It was either a Dorado or a catfish that they bought off somebody when they were going up river. Jeez. And they just pay the guy's salary for... Basically, yeah. Because he was saying like most people who are fishing are poor, but they could just go to the capital and get a construction job if they really wanted to. So it sounds like in the capital city, like there's plenty of opportunities for work, but people are just kind of like, I'd rather just fish. Maybe it's just more enjoyable versus working on, you know, building buildings and shit. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. I was, Cause I just Googled Dorado and it's Mahi Mahi comes up, but it's like not to be confused with this other fish that is a, a freshwater fish so people call mahi mahi dorado but dorado is also another fish so that's confusing the thing that i would have been interested in trying i guess the most would have been that thing that they had at the end it was egg ground meat lettuce tomato two sauces that they don't know what they were soy sauce and like cheese and it basically looked like a burger Kind of, but it just seemed dirtier and grimier in the best way, though. Like I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like after like a, like you just been it's hot and you're drinking all day and you're just hammered at night. Like that would be amazing. That was going to be my favorite thing. Quintessential drunk food, right there. Yeah, it's just this, just random, kind of like a smash burger, but not really. Drowning in sauces. Yeah, and like the bun was that like it almost had that. uh Kind of like how Cuban bread is, how it's like thinner and like it's really soft still, but it's like thin. Um, that's just what it reminded me of because it wasn't a hamburger bun they put it on. It was like a larger, um, like fluffier. It wasn't fluffy in that it was like this big poofy thing. Well, they smashed it down, I think, with a spatula okay, yeah, too. So, so. Um, anyway, it looked delicious. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of like the food that I would have been most interested in, in crying. Um, it's just really really weird that like nobody just nobody no country like ever took over paraguay like at any point like for you know they said like hundreds of years it was pretty much there was 40 50,000 people living there not much going on and it was just it's really weird that it's just nobody wanted it like argentina didn't just go yeah we're gonna take this half that is weird brazil didn't want any of it like uruguay didn't want any of it. i guess it's just because it was so just maybe desolate like half of it's a rainforest half of it's a desert so it's like what are we going to do with this they just couldn't figure out like what to do with 
with those sections or something, but it's really strange. Um, I guess like the two main exports to kind of circle back was they were talking about like the cattle and like the beef and smuggling were like the two things. And he said at the end when they're at that ranch, that family ranch, which was basically they got it through the Triple Alliance War, it's a hundred thousand hectares, hectares. I, I never say that word right. Is it hectares? I don't know either. Yeah, I never say it right, but it's basically the like the metric version. Hold on, let me find the conversion thing because I forgot to do this. It is a hundred thousand hectares is. 247,105 acres. That's huge. Second biggest soybean exporter, eighth biggest cattle exporter. In the world? Yeah. At the time of filming was what they said, which is wild because it's just not something you would think. Granted, I don't, didn't know anything before this episode, but it's just not something that you would think like, oh yeah, this cattle from Paraguay. That is so weird. Like... Yeah, no, I guess I don't know. It's so sparsely populated. I guess that makes sense. But like to be eighth in the world, like you just think of all the countries you think of when that like consume beef. And I would have never guessed that. Like I would have not put Paraguay in my top 10. Like if we had to name off 10. No. I wonder how much of it is because like when the US had the mad cow stuff, mm. like we got barred from bunch of countries from sending our stuff there so i wonder how much of that had to do with like their rise of because they made it sound like it was pretty recent that had that has to be it yeah oh lost my mic uh other notes let me go through like the other notes here the new bordeaux settlement i mean it's kind of a funny story that like there's supposed to be a thousand people. There only wound up being 400. There's supposed to be a bunch of farmers that wound up being all these like artists and teachers and musicians and stuff. And then they basically just, once they realized they had to farm, they just all kind of bailed. <laughs> that sounds about right. I think if I got I think that might be about it for notes, really. Like I said, I feel like there wasn't a ton to talk about with this episode, but it was a fun episode to watch. And that's usually not like, usually if we're like here, like, okay, say for example, the Bronx, we both knew that was kind of a, in our opinion, kind of a steaming pile, you know, just not something we'd want to ever watch again. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Um, But like this one, I would, it was interesting. I just like, I felt bad. Like I'm trying to take notes and I'm like, I don't know. There's okay. So they have catfish. Like what, (laughs) you know? It's very, yeah, it's very history forward. Um, And I think that's just because nobody knows anything really about it. Like, it's just not something that comes up when you're going through school or, you know, if you had to do a project on a country, not a whole lot of people, I think, are picking Paraguay. No. (laughs) You know? So um, the only other notes I have, Bourdain thought that it was possible that he's the oldest living uh, male Bourdain since his uh, father died at 57, he was about to turn 58 at the time of the episode. And like his great, 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 great grandfather or whatever died when he was like in his fifties, I think, I think it was like 52 or 56 or something. That part was kind of interesting. And then also I guess to step on kind of like the one thing learned, apparently Paraguay is the only country in Latin America where in the indigenous language is the official language. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I actually just Googled 
facts about Paraguay because <laughs> I was curious. Hey, did you know that it has the world's largest water reserve? No, they didn't even mention that. I had no idea. Yeah, it's called the Aquifero Guarani, and it lies under Paraguay and extends into parts of Brazil and Argentina. Hmm. It also has the largest navy of any landlocked country. The largest navy of any landlocked country. So, but that could just be like they have five ships, right? Yeah, it doesn't really go into it. Like, don't ruin it. You know what I mean? Don't think about it too much. (laughs) Yeah, I think you already went over that it used to be they lost 54,000 square miles after that war. They also, they lost. So some of their land did get, oh, okay. It was way bigger. Yeah, it used to be a lot bigger. And then they, uh, apparently you go to war, three people surrounding you at the same time. It doesn't work out the best. Yeah, I was just really surprised that that country wasn't split up like, you know, like Germany was after World War II. Basically, like, all three of them just like, nope, this is our piece. This is our piece. This is your piece. Yeah, apparently we rotate a lot of soldiers in and out of there. Like, Really? Yeah. Not a lot, but hundreds. And they're talking about establishing a joint base. Hmm. Very interesting. Maybe Paraguay's come a long way since this episode was filmed. I don't know. <laughs> like, Right? Best scene I had, uh, basically, would you go there? It's not first on my list for going to South America. I mean, I think like Peru is, parts of Brazil, parts of Chile, Colombia. Like we both like that episode too. Like I think those are all way above going to Paraguay for me anyways. Yeah. One thing learned, I already covered it, but just like the indigenous language and really just any, pretty much anything that was in this episode was all like new information that I just didn't really know before. I see I put the guy selling the shotguns in the boat. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's for me too. Cause it just comes out of nowhere. And that's the last thing you want is some weird little guy coming out of nowhere with a shotgun. I didn't really have anything for quotes. There wasn't a guest host. Food you'd want to try was definitely that dirty burger thing. I agree with that 100%. And then where I ranked it, I put it 17th. It's in this cluster of just all these kind of episodes. It's like, they're good. They're informative. They're not like the first tier. This is the second tier. So basically, like I was looking at it, number 12, which is Shanghai, all the way through like 21 are all just kind of like these pseudo like history lessons, like Mississippi Delta's in there and Libya, South Africa, when he goes to Johannesburg instead of Cape Town, like. Uh, when he goes to Bahia. So I put it I put it below the Bahia episode and above Mexico. Yeah, I've got it somewhere in that same region. I mean, I don't really know. It's like... <sighs> Did you like it better than Shanghai? No. Did you like it... Did you like the Man- Myanmar episode more? Yeah, I think... Yeah, so I guess I got to put it as my new number 19. Is that where I have Myanmar? Am I first or second on this list? You're first. Oh, shit. So where do I have Myanmar? Myanmar is 19. So basically you want to put it above Congo. Could be your new number 20. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, think I, I think I have to. Yeah, it's just in like the second tier episode, episode. Super interesting. You know, not super food heavy. Kind of a little bit more culture, history. But like you, it's just interesting because you don't know anything about it. Can't really like overstate that fact. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of it for Harry Way episode. Next is Vietnam, which is like 
fantastic episode if i remember correctly yeah it's the one with the obama shows up right for like a beer yeah obama pops up the most pre-planned showing up for a beer in the history of the free world probably you're the president you can't just show up for a beer like that's been plotted out for months I think they, if I remember correctly, I think they talk about it in the episode, just like it would, cause he was like overdoing a bunch of stops in a bunch of different countries on kind of like an Asia, you know, presidential tour or whatever. And yeah, I think they had to go through, you know, get White House approval and, and all this stuff. And I think, you know, obviously the Secret Service has to scope out like the location beforehand and all this stuff, that cafe. I wonder how just like, buried in business that cafe got after their visit oh it's got to be insane like after their visit and then after that episode airs it must have been just lines around the block just like we got to eat before dane and obama had yeah do you think that like people that people just went there as like a reprieve from trump like it's so it's probably the past four years or even an even bigger spike like oh remember when our president used to just sit and have a beer with a tv host in a foreign country and it wasn't weird yeah, I mean that's gonna come like that's gonna come up. I'm sure I'm gonna have those thoughts like when I see that scene where it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I know people don't like Obama, and no president's great, you know, does everything perfectly, I guess. But I don't know. I thought he was a pretty good president. Well, you, at least you didn't have to worry about. And I know there's more to it than this, but you know, you didn't have to worry about him saying something completely stupid and just being like, "Uh, so what happens now? He really just said that. What happens now? Like there was just that legitimate fear." Well, also, like, I mean, I think people also forget that he, you know, navigated the financial crisis um, of like 08 to 2012, which he just takes office. He just assumes this crisis and he navigates it. I mean, not it's it's probably not flawless, but I don't know, as close to perfect as you can get for an incoming president. Like, who else is going to do that? Yeah, I mean, you can you can disagree with how they decided to do it, but. Where's Joe at with my with my two grand though? You know what I'm saying? Apparently, according to all the memes, Joe's bombing Syria with your two grand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Those were really making me laugh. There was a really, I think I sent it to you where it's uh, like that Joe Biden is Indiana Jones and he's switching out the check for a bomb. Yeah, yeah missile. <laughs> and there was another where he's like, it's like, hey, we need two thousand dollars. He's like, best I can do is bomb Syria. Oh yeah, they they photoshopped him over the Pawn Stars guys or whatever, and Kamala's like down the counter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. They, I hear like I, I haven't really been paying attention, but I just hear every once in a while like stimulus and like the package got approved or I think it got voted on by the House and now it's over in the Senate. Hold on, let's see. I think that happened this weekend. Congress is. Yeah, moving ahead with the $1,400 stimulus checks. I saw one article, which is funny because people don't understand how taxes work. And it was just basically like people are in for a rude awakening when they have to file their taxes. Like, yeah, because I think if you're over like, I think the cutoff was like 75 grand or maybe it was a little bit lower than that. That is all it is is an advance on your tax refund. Yeah. So like, it's not, it's not like the government's just handing out money. Like they're going to get it back. Yeah. <laughs> it's a loan. Like the, it's, they're basically an interest-free loan that you will pay back the ba- the principal balance when you buy your taxes. It's essentially what it is. 
don't ruin it for me. I got to get that new Xbox, bro. <laughs> well, I think, but I mean, I don't remember the, where the cutoff is because I know there's like a certain cutoff and if you're under it, then it's just forgiven. Oh, but I'm, I'm definitely under it. I'm sure it's like 50,000 or something. You've always been on that, that government assistance, you know what I mean? Yeah, but see, it's only because that split November, December. So that's only two months. That's the end of the thing. So it's probably not even going to. Yeah. Just got off that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just ready to get that full check. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the Vietnam episode. No, that's, a, that's a really good episode. So that'd be cool. Riding around on a scooter. Yeah. No, the food's always so cool in Vietnam too. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Hopefully I don't watch it and go, oh no. Because I, I feel like I do have high hopes for it because it's been a while since we've had a, a good one, I feel like. Yeah, this yeah the fourth season is definitely weird a little bit with the episodes that we've had. We haven't had that food porn episode yet. Yeah, let me look. I'm going to look again. I feel like we do this at the end of every episode, so it should almost just become a thing. But um, i trying to think. So we get season three, season four. The Bronx, Paraguay, Vietnam. I don't think there is a food porn episode in this whole season. Unless it's Vietnam. Because you have Tanzania, Iran. Doubtful. Doubtful. Mass. Uh, only, like, the first half isn't even really food porn, kind of. I mean, he goes to some places, but the second half is all about heroin. Yeah. And then uh, Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica, if I remember correctly, is all about like how the locals are being forced out by tourism. Like they can't even go to like a beach and stuff. So the resorts buy up all the property. And there's like a lot of James Bond stuff thrown there because I think he like stays at like Ian Fleming's house or something. Or so yeah. The only chance that we have at a food porn episode, apparently, for the rest of the season. So anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be playing on the injured reserve for actually I already am, but uh you know, keep me in your thoughts this weekend, guys. You know what I mean? Having a little procedure. Yeah, you got to go under the knife, That's man. That's right. I got to have that Tommy Bonds operation. So, yeah, that vasectomy, right? Uh, we were supposed to say it was a <laughs> knee operation. That was the plan before the podcast, right? <laughs> Getting that uh, teletendon reattached. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot. That's, that's your first surgery, right? Yeah, like major one. Yeah. Have you ever had one? Just wisdom teeth. That's yeah, that's what they're asking me. And I was like, I feel like I've had and they're like, she's the lady was helping me fill out the form and she's like, wisdom teeth. And I was like, knew it. Yep. I have had that one. But yeah, this is the first one where it's like, uh, and the rehab's gonna suck, but whatever. He was talking about that today. He's like, it's really, really painful. I was like, okay, cool. I guess that's the end of the episode. I mean, we can keep talking, but yeah, the end of the episode. Uh, check out all the other podcasts. Um, so no chefs and guests this week. There'll be one next week. Uh, previous week was Alex Seidel. So give that a listen if you haven't. He's out in Denver. He's got a couple different restaurants. Had, like Bought a farm just so he could do you know farm to table um, produce and stuff like that. Back when like there were no farms in Denver now doing pottery he's basically going to wind up making like all the plates and stuff for all his restaurants at some point once he gets to a certain level and everything so it's pretty cool um check that one out that's episode six of that 
obviously we do the parts now know restaurant reviews um those come out every week and sort of check out the website for new chef profiles and all that stuff i think i just finished uh sean king he was like the chef for like two years at momofuku in las vegas and then Went, moved to Portland, opened his own restaurant right before COVID. That did not work out well. Uh, that has since closed. And um, yeah, I think he's just kind of looking for a new opportunity or something like that. So check out all that stuff. Instagram, website. I think that's about it. And uh, thanks for listening. Help spread the word. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye now. <laughs>